Namaste, this is Shakti. I'm a holistic healer and an intuitive coach. And I'm Mitesh, a communication and life coach. And we are the founders of Spiritual Alignment. We're excited to share our first episode of the Spiritual Alignment podcast, where we dive into topics that are raw, real, and vulnerable. Our intention is to normalize everyday difficult human experiences, and together we step into deeper alignment within ourselves. Today, we are talking on the topic of getting out of that cycle of being everything to everyone. And I'm sure that as you're listening to this, you can probably relate to this cycle that can be difficult to get out of. And Shakti and I have both experienced this, and today, I want to ask Shakti, how has this played out for you, this theme of trying to be everything to everyone in your own life? Oh my gosh, Matash, where do I begin with this? I feel like for me in my life, this was one of the biggest themes that I have ever encountered. Um, I, I think I very openly, publicly tell everyone that I am an expectations magnet. And what that really means is that I feel like I attract expectations everywhere I go. No matter which environment I go in, if, if it's new or very familiar environment, like family, it's, it just feels like everywhere I go, there is this expectations that, that everybody kind of drop their expectations on me. And uh, I don't even remember how long I have had this. Um, I feel like I've just never known myself without expectations, without being the person who's handed like a paper full of everybody's expectations and she's trying her best, making sure each one of those expectations are fulfilled to the best of her abilities. To the point, I, I remember my childhood was spent exactly like that. I remember um, my teenage years, my uh, masters, you know, all kinds of educational um, adventures I had with my degrees, uh, my jobs, I feel like I have always attracted expectations and I have always tried my best to fulfill them to the point that I just never felt like I am I'm a person, I'm my own person. I have my own brain. <laughs> I have my own mind. Um, so that's really where my story began. And I reached a point in my life where uh, it felt like I was simply fulfilling these checklists handed down to me. And some of these checklists were from people around me. Some of these were from things that were done in a specific way uh, within the family, culturally, in a society way. Um, and I reached a point, really, it was a breaking point in my life, um, a point where I had to really stop and understand what was happening. And at that point, um, this is when I was pregnant with my oldest child. And just like one day, I don't know what really happened, but in my mind, I was like going through all these checklists and I feel like, wait a minute, I have done everything that 
people ask me to do. I have studied really well, uh, gotten all my degrees, gotten the promotions, gotten the jobs that I loved, um, worked at the best companies ever. I have uh, married by that time and I was about to have my first baby. And I was like, I thought women are happy when they are pregnant. I thought women are happy or they find their happiness when they get married. But here I am, I feel so empty inside. And and really that that was my wake up call. This is how it happened for me. All of a sudden, this like my eyes almost opened up and I was seeing all this void sitting in my heart where I stopped feeling, I stopped feeling my emotions, I felt so numb, Um, I felt this void in my heart, which was like I wasn't sure who I was anymore, and I, honestly, the experience that I went through is really was my awakening, it was my spiritual awakening where I had to face myself for the first time in my life. Wow, so it almost seems like you had these experiences just building on top of each other, one after another, one after another, and you got to this breaking point uh, during your pregnancy, and which brought about this sort of opening of your eyes of what needs to be done. And uh, before we get too deep into it, well, I know that there's a lot behind the scenes that you have yet to share, but what, I mean, what is this? What is this idea of, you know, being everything to everyone, and what causes all of this, really? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, after spending almost a decade working on this pattern personally, I feel like now I can finally look back and understand what it is. Um, But before, I never had the space in my mind to be able to separate myself from this pattern. And From what I have understood, it really is not having space and permission to be who we are. And it really is that at the core of it. And how it shows up, almost like symptoms that it shows up in, it it really makes our mind distracted. It makes us too busy to really connect to our heart. Uh, we're, we're exhausted because we're meeting demands from everybody else around us. Uh, we really want to please people, like a child who really want the attention, who really want people to be happy around them. Um, you know, sometimes there is also this fear of punishment, that what if we don't please? Will that person speak to me? Will that person like me? Um, sometimes we want to maintain status quo because we're so afraid or, or not or distracted from really meeting ourselves, understanding ourselves. We just want to be comfortable and maintain the status quo. As long as I make everybody happy, as long as I fulfill all expectations, it's going to be all okay. <laughs> and then the last one is really trying so damn hard to look good as if we have it all together, which um, really, you know, living in a facade. Um, so, yeah, that's how I have understood this pattern. So it seems like it's, it can affect people in a variety of different ways. And it really, I think you hit it quite spot on about you know, not being able to have permission to be who you are. And 
in that process of finding out who you are, uh, you know, why does this all get in the way? Like, how does this even begin for people, and especially from the work that you do? I know that uh, you look at energy and how it affects people, and you know, can you tell us a little bit about how this energetic piece plays a big factor in all of this? Yeah, happy to share, um, and ha I'm so happy to share be more so because this is where I have found answers. This is how I have found answers. I have been living with these themes, and I really wasn't able to access answers anywhere else. And what I have understood in my own journey is that as humans, we are very often disconnected from our truth. And when I say truth, is what do I believe in? Who am I? What do I believe in? What is my motivation in life? What is my message to the world? What do I really stand for? And spiritually, we call it soul truth. Um, but honestly, you can look at this in a very mental, practical way, and it's really understanding of who are you? What? Why are you doing things that you're doing in life? What is your message? What do you what are you passionate about? What do you stand for? You know, when you take on a job, a project, why, what appeals you about that project? Why do you do certain things? Why do you have these certain habits? It's just understanding of all of it is your soul truth. And a lot of times people are disconnected from this information. Sometimes they don't have placed a priority in understanding their self. And this happens so much when we are trying to be everything to everyone, when we are so exhausted, meeting expectations that it, it almost serves as a barrier, like almost like there's nothing beyond this, just fulfill expectations and there's nothing else to look and understand. Some of us don't even have agreements. Um, to access this information in this lifetime. And some of us sometimes know this truth. Some of us have this knowingness that what I'm doing is not what I am in affinity with. But sometimes we feel held back. Sometimes our fears, doubts, influences from other people take the best of us. So this disconnection from our truth, this disconnection from our information of of our this understanding of ourselves is what really causes this whole pattern to show up um, for example like I've worked with many clients uh, especially on their conception journey now with every client I make it a point that I always look intuitively what is the truth what is their soul truth? Are they really wanting to have a baby? Or is that something they're doing because of any outside influences? And sometimes these influences are so subtle. Um, these are things that we pick up on from generations that lived before in our family line, other women that have lived were they mothers? Did they have affinity towards having a child? Sometimes these influences show up as where the society is. Is that something 
that is kind of celebrated in the society. Uh, sometimes it's culture that we come from plays a factor. Sometimes it's our past experiences pay, pay a factor. So a lot of things can really influence our motivation, our intention. And, you know, many examples I come across working with uh, women on their conception journey, I noticed that not always they want to have a baby. Not always it is their first priority to have a baby. Maybe sometimes they come in and they instead want a new job first. Sometimes um, for whatever reason, they are not inclined to have a baby, um, but they, they feel like they go through the treatments, they go through all kinds of processes because you know, of influences from their mom or any energetic expectation from their mom. And it is very common. We, we take on a lot of expectations, especially from our parents. So I'm not always surprised to see that. But as a rule of thumb, in every session, I try to just check in, check in with the soul truth. Is that desire, what my client is working on, is that in alignment with them? Or is that something, an energy, an influence, an expectation that's really driving, calling the shots um, in their life? Yeah, this sounds pretty deep and, and interwoven with a lot of dynamics that people play out with others, family members, friends, and, and just people that they know. And it's hard. I mean, I, I think about the voices in my head, and I'm thinking, OK, which what's my voice, and what's somebody else's programming that I could potentially have taken on? And I can see it being challenging for a lot of us, just trying to figure out, OK, well, I mean, I mean like you mentioned in your own story, that you know, you had expectations that you took on from others and not really knowing who you were. Uh, and you were able to eventually figure it out. But for, for the listeners here, I, I think it would be helpful just to share, you know, how do you overcome this when, you know, there's just so many voices, there's just so many, so much noise that's going on internally and being able to accurately and, and confidently identify oh, yes, this is my soul truth versus, oh, uh, this is something I've taken on from whoever or, or somewhere somewhere else. Yeah, um, that is a good question. And let me just begin by saying that healing is a journey. So by no means I have gotten there where this pattern doesn't exist for me anymore. I am at a place where this shows up. It still shows up. It shows up far less frequently. And when it shows up, there, I have developed enough awareness in my mind to catch it. Not always in that moment, probably 50% of the time in the moment, but eventually my mind catches it and the awareness kicks in and I am guided to look at it differently. So my process was a bit more unconventional. I really went all in. Like I was saying before, my awakening happened and these voices, um, all these like guiding voices, this intuitive voice inside says, this is a time, Shakti, wake up. So I went all in. I really immersed myself with healing and a lot really changed in my life at that point. I quit my corporate job. 
um, I decided to open a yoga studio. I um, started working with clients, really learned um, intuition, uh, practice intuition, worked with clients a lot, offered group classes, retreats, all kinds of things. So this, this really became my world. This really became my new way of living, being, you know, within myself and with other people. So my process really entailed few tools. Uh, first of it, first of it is meditation practice. Um, I learned how to meditate and you know, it really helped me in connecting with my heart. It really helped me in coming back in my body, coming back to my breath, coming to really be aware of what was happening. And honestly, I will be honest with you. I mean, this going through this whole experience was messy. It still is so messy. Some days I had tears in my eyes. I had so much pain that was showing up. Some days I closed my eyes with that pain, trying to find my truth around XYZ, around a situation that I had encountered and felt just very, uh, it, it brought a lot of pain to me. So the meditation practice by, really helped me develop an awareness, awareness of what is playing out underneath all these situations I was encountering. And uh, it helped me understand why I was finding myself in this ocean of expectations. Why was it happening up? And I, as I kept digging deeper into it, I really found out that I had this desire <laughs> to find my truth in this lifetime. And this is something I agreed on before even taking birth. And it really showed up as my life purpose of studying intuition, practicing intuition, and teaching others how to access their intuition. So intuition is our GPS system. Intuition is our inner voice. And now think about it. When someone does not have their inner voice, what would they do? Exactly what I did. They unconsciously attract expectations from other people. And that was it. That was the, the answer I was looking for. And that really helped me connect with that more deeply. I, at that point, I, I mean, my whole journey for the last 10 years have been really using my own intuition, trusting it, developing it, and letting it guide me. And the intuition really kept guiding me forward. Um, I also worked with plant medicine that also really, really was helpful, uh, especially later on when I access some deeper traumas around it. Uh, but I want to share some of the layers that I access during my healing process. And really healing process is really understanding of the self. I learned that every time I was meeting somebody's expectation, I would go unconscious. And what really unconsciousness means that my internal brain, my system almost shut down like my thinking ability, my, my mind's ability to understand what was happening almost shut down. And it was happening just really automatically and had very little, con I had little control over it. So is that almost like when, when 
people kind of go into this autopilot mode where yeah. they just have like this almost like this uh, instant reaction to like an external stimuli and then they just they don't know how to act except they just know how there's one way to, to react exactly that Mitesh. every time people said okay you're doing this project do it this way like my brain was shut down and I would just grab my notebook, pen, and write down perfectly what they were asking me to do. So breaking the habit on that was my first step. And my meditation practice really helped me to separate, kind of go back into these events and separate myself. What happened in that event? What, what maybe the thoughts that came up somehow when I meditated long enough, I was able to really connect with those and understood, wow, this is happening. So my first step was to really be in my body, be in my body, not take that external demand as my truth and really come back to my mind, come back to my brain and ask, what is my truth in this moment? So when you say be in your body, uh, that's an interesting point. Just I feel like for, for those listening, just to clarify, what do you mean by being in the body? Because I mean, you know, from from my perspective, we're just you know we're in a body, we're living here. I'm you know I'm not leaving anytime soon, so unless I die. But <laughs> what do you mean by being in the body? First of all, I hope you know that situation never comes. Um, by being in our body, um, we're all energy. Believe it or not, we can traverse in and out of the body so swiftly, so easily, without even realizing that this is happening. So one of the really easy, and, and these situations, everybody has these situations where they are challenged to the core. They are one of the biggest life themes that, you know, we're working on in this lifetime. A lot of times, we don't feel safe to be in our body, especially in my situation when I had all this demand um, that I took on and, and my brain was so used to going into this pleasing mode. Okay, I got the demand, take the order and get that order ready and serve it. You know, my brain was so wired to do that. It was so important for me to really get back in my body, reconnect with my brain. And I did that by coming back to my breath, by really breathing Instead of jumping to that internal knee-jerk reaction, that process, okay, demand, let's, let's take notes, let's get that order ready, let's serve it, separating myself from that process and, and really coming back to breath and just taking a moment to breathe and saying, no, not today, not in this moment. I'm just here to breathe. And I'm here to reconnect with my brain, reconnect with my, with my heart and feel into what really is authentic to me. And maybe I don't have the perfect answer. You know, when your, your mind is in that flight or fight mode, you may not have the answer. And it's okay to just hear someone and say, let me get back to you on that. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. I mean, you know, so many times... Uh, when, I, when I even I, when I coach folks on, you know, speaking in front of an audience or public speaking, it's like they freeze up and they don't know how to go take the next step of what to do. And 
you know, one of the ways is just you know, obviously just take a deep breath in and just be in that present moment. And, and what you're saying, I feel like, is uh, adding a layer to that is that not even just taking a breath, but actually physically feel yourself in your body and um, almost like this grounding effect that happens mm -hmm. of like getting that mental chatter to subside so that you can actually make a conscious decision versus falling into a pattern that you've always had. Absolutely, Mitesh. Um, and, you know, stuff like this really can be applied in any aspect of life. I feel like it, they're just so general tools. And uh, breath is really powerful in changing these patterns. Um, for me as well, there's just so many other things that I had to discover about myself. Like I understood that my my motivation to please others was so much stronger than my motivation to just be myself. I understood that I had the hardest time saying no. I understood that I had no sense of boundaries. And, and the last one is really trusting my own intuition, trusting that I can live life on my own. And this last one is life-changing. This last one, when, when I did not trust my own ability to create a life, my own decisions, my own intuition, not knowing where do I even begin on a certain topic, it was, it really had, it still has a very crippling effect on me. It feels like I go in a freeze. It feels like, you know, there's a paralysis that takes over. So this is really what started as this unpleasant pattern that I hated myself, I hated the world, really turned around to be my biggest blessing because it really showed me the way to access my own intuition. It, and when you have access to your own intuition, you, you have space, your mind. With meditation practice, you create that space in the mind and your intuition to really check in with your intuition. What is the right path for me? What am I supposed to do? And the intuition simply speaks to you, tells you what is in alignment, what, what really aligns with your heart and what doesn't. And that is what makes it easy to say no to things. That is what really makes it easy to say yes to things that are just so satisfying to our heart. Yeah, wow. And then I know for you and your journey, it's, been, it's taken, I'd say, a good eight to ten years in, in getting to this point. And for our, our listeners, the ones that are just listening right now, and they're saying, probably thinking to themselves, well, how do I get started on this? What do I what do I do? What's a practical tool, Shakti, that I can use right now <laughs> to navigate through this, just like you have? And so, do you have anything for them that that can be helpful? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think one of so let me just first begin by saying all of this uh, takes practice, and all of it takes just that consistent commitment. Um, so if you know, it may work for some of us, it may not work for some of us, but the whole idea is to keep trying and keep really honing on it. Uh, but one of the easy tools is really when we find ourselves in this demand of pleasing everyone, meeting everybody's expectation, trying to be everything to everyone, take a moment to come back to your breath. 
really come back to your breath. And I mean it, not just like, okay, my nose is breathing. No, just close your eyes, relax your body, try to feel your toes, your fingertips, and just breathe slowly all the way down to your belly. Just calm down the nervous system. Because when we don't calm that down, we can often feel like this hamster on a wheel. And the moment you drop down in your body with your breath, I want you to just be aware of everything that you're trying to do, accomplish, create in this moment. Just kind of make like a mental list of things that are on your plate. And now take every desire one by one, every to-do one by one. Close your eyes and take one moment to imagine you doing it. Imagine you are doing it in a moment or you have done it. And notice how it feels in your body. Does it feel like satisfying? Does it take you to that feeling of fulfillment in your heart? Or does it take you away from it? Or maybe it doesn't do anything to that level of satisfaction. It's like, eh, I'm doing it, but I don't, like, I don't know how it feels. And here is that. Here is this tool. I encourage you to say no to every single thing on that list that does not contribute in your level of fulfillment. Yep. A big no to everything that doesn't contribute in your level of fulfillment. And a huge yes and a hell yeah to every desire that truly makes you happy. Yep. You can say that, okay, Shakti, this is great and I can do that when I'm at home or I can do it when I'm in, in these environments that are safe enough. But I can't do it everywhere. I can't do it at work. And here's my challenge to you. <laughs> Maybe the work begins in bringing, in building more safety in your environment. Maybe the work begins in feeling equal with your boss, with your manager, having these raw, authentic conversations about what feels satisfying to you, what kind of, what aspects of jobs feel fulfilling to you. And that would be a really amazing place to begin. But my, the whole idea is the more you do it, the more you learn something about yourself, the more you connect with what feels true to you, the more easier it will be for you to say no, the more easier you can set your boundaries, communicate effectively, communicate with truth and honesty. And that is the beginning of you connecting with your intuition in this very subtle way, just in this way how your body feels, just in this way how your heart feels. Do you, does your body expand? Does it contract? Do you shrink? Does the fear take over? Or does your body feel just so joyful that, that you just want to keep doing this task? And that those are the tasks worth saying yes to. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's a powerful practice in its own of just simply recognizing in a moment what 
makes you come alive and, and what is constricting you. I think that, I mean, it will definitely take some practice for people, but I feel like, you know, having that decision point of a no or a yes, and it, it really puts the power back into your own hands. And I think that that's going to be uh, quite helpful for anybody who's listening is that take a moment to stop and, and realize you have a choice mm -hmm. to, to say yes or to say no to something. And uh, I like it. I mean, I, I feel like I, I can use some of that too <laughs> in my own experience to check in. And so I appreciate that. And so today uh, we talked a lot about uh, this, you know, being everything to everybody and uh, even just a practical tool in your example, I, I feel like really hits home. So, uh, you know, just thanking you, Shakti, for, for sharing this wisdom with us. And uh, this is something that we plan to do more and more and to share some of these nuggets. And so I appreciate you, the listener. Thank you for tuning in to our, our brand new podcast. And we trust that this very first episode was useful to you. And I encourage you, please, please, please share uh, with us how today's topic resonated with you. Uh, and how do you avoid being everything to everyone? Maybe there's something that you figured out that uh, uh, can be helpful for, for somebody to know. And so to close, do, do subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends or family members that you might think may benefit from this information. And uh, check out our work at spiritualalignment.com. Thank you again, and we'll... We'll catch you soon. Namaste.